stone. The chair is against the wall. The chair is against the wall. John has a long mustache. John has a long mustache. It's 12 o'clock, Americans. Another day closer to victory. And for all of you out there on or behind the line, this is your song. <laughs> Hey, and welcome everybody to our Daily Gun Show. We come to you live every weeknight at midnight Eastern, and we talk about guns for an hour. So uh, my mic was acting weird earlier today, so thanks for the feedback on that. Got Black Hat out there and DTP, it looks like. So uh, I had planned to do some stuff today and didn't get to do it. So uh, this is a weird day for me. So um, I'm going to be doing those things after the show today. So we'll see how long the show goes for. I sent out a link to uh, maybe about 10 people today. So we'll see if anybody shows up and keeps the show going. Otherwise, half of the show is what happens on this side of the microphone and the other half of the show is what happens on that side of the speakers. So if you want to be part of the show live, it's every weeknight at midnight. It's only been going on for a thousand episodes. So it's pretty easy to find us. Or if you're listening in the comments later or you're watching the video later and you want to participate, use the comments. All right, well, so um, I'm frustrated. I've been doing stuff all day. Like I said, I wanted to do some other stuff and I can't, I didn't. So um, I need to get ready to do some stuff. So I think I'm just gonna waste some time tonight. Actually, I'm gonna go over here and turn on this music because I don't like being in a weird silent room here. Yes, that's about right. And I'll start screen sharing over here. Got about eight things I could be doing, but I like to do the show every night, even if there's nothing necessarily to talk about or to not talk about. But um, yeah, I'm screen sharing the, right, the correct screen here. Got uh, just two, oh, two of you out there tonight, so let me know what's on your mind or what. Otherwise, uh, I'm not going to uh, cut it off right away. We'll see if anybody shows up. But uh, hopefully it won't be a short show. Or that short of a show. Hopefully everybody's doing okay, though. Actually, they shouldn't open this thing up like this. If I'm going to give out secrets, I don't think I got any secrets on the screen. Let's do two A people. You know what I should do? I should do a gun shop. So I'm going to do a gun shop. It's like a crappy Tom Selleck cartoon. So, where the hell did I put the gun shops at? So I could just sit here and color for a little bit. If anybody has anything to talk about, we can talk about that. Otherwise, you listen to royalty-free attribution not required music off of YouTube. It's kind of boring.
Sent Angelina a link. I think I might have got her a new client today. Went to a restaurant and they were out of these cool stickers that they had. And they were like, oh, we should find somebody to make new ones. Anybody out there ever been to Battlefield Vegas? Or consider going to Battlefield Vegas? I think I can highly recommend it. Definitely we're one of the more unique experiences of the Vegas situations. Rental places. I do here. I guess I have to do something like this. I guess. That's not going to do it. Come back up like this, I guess. That's all good. And then just turn this one to some other color. Right? And then drop that other color. Dang, is this thing broke? Nobody's saying nothing. Oh, there we go. Never been to Vegas. Oh, well, then you probably haven't been there. Yeah, we only got two people showing up, so I guess it's a shark show tonight. All the people that are going to get killed off by this virus, why does it have to be only my viewers? out yesterday i think well i know i was i fell asleep yesterday sorry about not having a show yesterday forgot about that i fell asleep i was done with the yankee show i think and then i was like oh i got like a half an hour before the show so i was like gonna go lay down you can blame the dog because she basically made me fall asleep by being fuzzy and warm and i was just minding my business laying there and she came up and was fuzzy and warm next to me next thing i knew it was like midnight 
mask over there, that'll make that look better. And then uh, change these colors I think. Tanny, shitty color, maybe, maybe that color. That's a good color. Desert color. Do, do you got the notification for a change? I barely just went live. I set the notification and then went live, so I didn't like let it sit or anything this time. <clears throat> I don't see anyone else live. Clover's working me right now. What this sounds like a lot actually is at the end of Buckaroo Bonsai. Like the closing credits of Buckaroo Bonsai. I knew there was some reason I recognized this one. That's probably why I even picked it in the first place to be in this list. Buckaroo Banzai the other day. Pretty awesome freaking movie. So that's the end of Buckaroo Banzai, and this is this one royalty free attribution not required. Google Music. Same thing. Might as well be the same music. Jazz flute. All right, I'll go back to the royalty-free stuff. Ah, no, I passed over to that whole song, so I guess we're not listening to it anymore. Now, if I accidentally forget to cut that out of this. Whenever I pull the cartooning of this off of this channel or off of this video, then I'll have a copyright strike for having a buckaroo bonsai picture. Oh, I'm totally wrong on this one. This is supposed to be some darker color. 
the neatest thing i don't really like video games that much i don't play them or nothing but you know, i've been around them so uh there was a show on youtube i think it was a youtube video and it was like 45 minutes so it might have been a regular video i think it was youtube and uh it was all about the development of graphics it's really interesting they call how they start with pong i guess and then you know like pac-man and just like the different technologies that allowed the video games to look different or do more stuff and then I guess sort of like the ways like first they made the like the Pac-Man guy more interesting and that's where you get those fighting games but then they figured out well let's move that thing around more and then you get a different type of video game and then the raster images so like the old uh is that one where your spaceship looks like this cursor and you just shoot meteors in a circle, asteroids maybe? Like the old asteroids was a vector game and all the other games were rasters. And I work with rasters and vectors in this stuff, but in a whole different way, I guess, really. And uh, it's just really neat to see all the different development, I guess, evolution of that stuff. Just going to lock all that shit. Unlock this one. Grab that picture. Oh, this is two pictures actually. Copy those two pictures. Go over here and paste those two pictures. Maybe go like that, and then bring them from 30 to 100 percent. Watching Clover's chat earlier, and that one guy was saying that he thinks there's going to be like a baby boom of new YouTube channels because everybody's got a couple of weeks off to to start a channel or whatever. And I was thinking about doing a series. I've been trying to do the two A Media workshops, so I was going to do a series and um, uh, just start building a website or something. And I don't care about YouTube channels. Thing. YouTube channels are worthless, but, um, you know, starting a project is super valid. So I was thinking about doing some sort of like, whatever, step-by-step -step for, uh, you know, how to start, get started with elements of a channel and then see if that gets in. So if anybody does have the, you know, ambition to start something, they've got some step-by-steps that are being created for them. So they don't have to go back and look at old shit or try to piece it all together. So you guys are asking, let's see. Like Buckaroo Banzai, we should become a franchise. You know what would have been awesome for Buckaroo Banzai, dude, is cartoons. Like a Buckaroo Banzai cartoon, freaking epic. Like I don't know why they didn't do that. Your video isn't showing up in my feed. You mean like uh, the alert for it? I wonder if it's because I always start them on the duck. Like I just go straight to the duck. I tell the duck to start my YouTube video and then I just, in, I start it and it starts in the duck and I end it in the duck. And I wonder if that has a different algorithmic characteristic than starting it in YouTube. They probably like it when you start it in YouTube. 
In fact, I've started it in YouTube before and then figured, man, this was too pain, much of a pain in the ass. And then I delete it. And then I go to StreamYard, open it in StreamYard. It's that much easier to do it in StreamYard. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you remember, but there was a time, we're going to call it, it was after the Quark era. And it was before, hmm, it was definitely before the Clover and Ghost era. But after the Quark era, and probably, I'm going to call it during the, what are we going to call that era? We're going to call that the, I'm going to just call it the after Quark, AQ. So after Quark and before Clover, BC, AQ, BC of GC, there was a bunch of people actually, a couple of people. And the one I can think of is Antonio and a couple others. One of them was a black and white critter. It's angry. And uh, they liked the music like that. And I figured it's probably, you know why? I, hear, I figured out why. It's because when they were babies, their parents played video games in front of them, like all the time. Like when I was a baby, my parents yelled at each other and went to work. I don't know what else they did. So that's all I know. This happens. Spaz and going to work. So when these kids were younger, their kid, their parents probably just played video games. So instead of like having like the loving sounds of a grandmother or like the, the songs of a lullaby, they had little deep 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 damn it. Deep 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 damn it. I'm trying to get deep 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 You're late for work. Deep 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 You lost your job. Deep 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 So that's like, you know, that's their they're used to. Anyway, so now they want to listen to every kind of song. Like, oh, I like Pink Floyd, but it would be better if it was an 8-bit endless loop. I go to my subscribe feed. The newest video is Yankees. It's because I'm blacklisted. I'm uh, shadow banned. Everybody's out to get me. It's not my fault. My channel is awesome. It's the rest of the world that doesn't know what's up. Buckaroo would have been a good cartoon. Has to be a G. Yep, probably. Whatever that is. Could be. I always started the duck and it takes a while for the people to get notified. Oh, interesting. Okay. I think it's more than a theory. Like I've, I've rooted it through. And there's nobody in here to, to debate it, so that makes it true. All right, so now I can go grab some actual colors that I need over here. I wonder if they're just taking these and like sampling. Like this is definitely Chicago or some song like Chicago or group like Chicago. So I wonder if they just sample it, tweak it just enough to pull out anything that's recognizable and then send that up to the YouTube. So, um, aside from coloring or whatever, is anybody having any uh, 
don't know if anything going on. Anything uh, worth, worth uh, adding? Any uh, stress out there? Any light at the end of the tunnel? Any concerns? I don't know. There's stuff out there. I'm planning. I forgot. I got the week all mixed up because I've been stressed out, I guess, and not sleeping good at least weird routine or whatever. So today I was doing stuff and got a normal, more normal routine. But uh, I, think I forgot a day. I think I thought it was Wednesday on Tuesday or something. So uh, I thought today was Friday and then I had to do something today, which removed today from my calendar. Like I had to do stuff all day. So then that kind of worked. Because I thought today was Friday, so tomorrow I'll be thinking today is, I'll be able to live what I thought was today anyway, so I'll kind of miss this day. But anyway, I was planning on having a, a chat on Friday with um, people I know who would be interested in and able to talk about calming people's jets, right? Calming people out, they're stressed or what. And uh, I'm wondering if that's better to do on a Friday or on a Saturday. For both sides, if it's better for people who show up to be able to do it on a, you know, Saturday instead of a Friday during the day, or if it's um, better for listeners just to be able to listen to it on a Saturday. So I'm curious, what do you think? Should I do something like that? Should I, should I try to set it up for the uh, weekend or for Friday? You know, it's tough. I was driving around most of the day today, and people keep saying that, oh, you know, it's quarantine. What do they call it? stay in place or whatever but there's tons of people out. like there was a lot of people out running around all day everywhere i was at all day today there was people the only difference is instead of the only thing that was different is that like uh the parking lots in front of the restaurants were empty but like the parking lots in front of the auto shop or whatever the auto parts you know there's people there Just in front of the grocery store you know there's people there so there's like people at 50 percent of the shops and then maybe if i went to like you know, a, a complex that's all real estate brokers or insurance people like that one might have an empty parking lot. And it seemed strange. It seemed like a Sunday or something. And that's kind of what it seemed like today, I guess. It was like a Sunday. But uh, well, I, well, I guess I listened to NPR a little bit. That was frustrating. Like, those people are definitely feeding on this. I think that people who get into broadcasting, especially the people that put their face up there all the damn time, you know, they're in it because they want to have their face recognized with something, right? Like, there's a reason they're putting their face out there. So they got into that whole line of business in order to be famous. And this is an opportunity for them to, you know, do what they want to do. So there's no chance they're going to shut up about it intentionally, you know. People are going to have to quit listening to it, and then they'll quit saying stuff about it. But anyway, NPR was just a bunch of grandstanding, complaining and whining. It was frustrating. I couldn't listen to it. It would be one of the people driving around yelling at the radio. Which is kind of frustrating because I would rather know what they're doing over there. Okay, so I messed up. So I'm going to take this and copy it. And then I'm going to highlight this layer and that layer. Cut the donut hole like I wanted. But now this isn't still a donut hole. So now I'm going to take this. Or it's going to paste that layer down. Put that pretty much right back where it was. Now I'm going to highlight that layer and that layer, and I'm going to cookie hole again. And now I have a cookie hole through. Oh, fuck. So now I have a cookie hole through that layer, and now I just have to put that layer back down below those two layers again. Maybe three layers.
layers again. There we go. And now I'm back to him. Oh no, maybe one more layer. So um, now I've got a hole through the whole entire Magpul stuff. I don't know how much more detail I want to get into that. I could keep going with detail forever, but then the picture would be weird, right? All the detail would be over here in the corner instead of everywhere else. I want to give it the same amount of detail as that color copter, so I think that's about enough. Although I thought I did the object already. I always start in the duck. Okay, we'll talk about that one. Uh, damn people buying TP and milk. Hey, appreciate your effort and for being out there. There's a lot of hype for you know the policemen and firefighters and nurses and all them, and I'm I'm all about that. However, they went into that line of work knowing that there's risks and getting recommend uh, getting recognition all the time. You know they went into that line of work and every single day they got to deal with keeping people healthy and sick or from getting sick but all the other people the people working in restaurants and the delivery drivers the truck drivers the uh, people working at all the auto parts stores and all the things that are open those are the people that are i'm sure frustrated because they can either look at all their friends who are having two weeks off basically instead of being like a, a brokerage assistant or whatever the fuck you know they're off for two weeks farting around and all the other people are working. Plus, they got to go work with all these people, bunch of people coughing on them. Like, can you imagine? Like, you go to a store and you're there for a moment or two with a bunch of weird customers, and then you leave and you're like, "Oh, that's horrible." And those people are there for eight hours or ten hours. I've got friends that are saying that uh, they're they're they can't keep people working because there's not enough people showing up for work. So the people that are showing up for work are working extra hard, and then they're not even able. These people at Safeway. They're not even able to shop on their own. They have to wait till the store closes so that the employees can even shop. So, uh, yeah, a lot of people like to give whatever the hero, you know, remember the heroes type of thing. So that gives a lot of opportunity. I think Ed says it best, wait till the after party. It'd be awesome. Oh, look at there. What happened? How's it going? Let's see if he unmutes. We won't end the show right now. Maybe we will. Maybe he won't unmute. Bob's got the corona. His microphone won't work. His mic's got the coronavirus. Oh, uh, here in PA, the governor just ordered all non-life essential businesses closed. Hey, how's it going? So, uh, yeah, I heard Pennsylvania. Yeah, can you hear me? You there? We heard you. We heard you. Are you there? 
So uh, I've heard that in Pennsylvania, they yeah they did um, uh, martial law basically, right? They said that the police are only going to go after certain violent offenses and shit like that. I don't know if Bob can hear me. We can hear the puppy now. Hello, hear that puppy? See how sad puppies are in Canada? I don't know. Can't hear me? Can't hear me yet, Bob? We can hear I you. I can't hear you guys at all. I'm going to try to come back in. But yeah, I heard that. Uh, about that. I heard that uh, the Pennsylvania is all nonviolent. So basically, all things, everything up until stealing your car, they're not going to respond to, including stealing your car. They're not going to show up at the target store. I can understand it. I guess there's somebody's got eight cars, and they're like, hey, one of my cars got stolen, I think, because I don't think I gave my brother in law the key. But if I didn't, then it definitely got stolen. Like, who cares if they go looking for that car? But if it's Little old guy's only car to the or only ride to the medicine store. That would be messed up. Yeah, I drive around with her in the front seat and I get eyeballed a lot. So I am concerned that she's they're gonna think of her as too puffy and white. Also, just because of the morale, like who wouldn't want to wait a little puppy puppy who just sits there nicely and it's nice to get you through trying times and stress. She'd be like the ultimate stress reliever. Uh, I'll, I'll rent her for $500 an hour and travel, but uh, you can pet her for half an hour. hour oh, okay, that was for Philly specifically. But still, that's the kind of shit that I'm concerned about. This is certainly testing water. And even if it wasn't set up deliberately to test this, they're testing it. They're, they're working on that stuff. That's, that's frustrating. I need to. I'm gonna wait a bit for Bob to come back, so I'm gonna keep coloring this. I need to uh, maybe really so at least you know my email works, and now I know that these other people just like the other day. I think I well, I wasn't live yesterday, but the night before I had sent people like Charles Heller sent me a, or he emailed me a after the show, he responded to the email. He's like, I'm sending you. I'm like, yeah, I'm sorry, I didn't see you in there. You didn't even see you in there. So I went over and see him or whatever, but the way the dog works, it someone shows up and is there, and I need you to put out the record. And I think he was sorry, I thought it was a bunch of them, I guess I missed you. And it turns out he went into the duck, but he didn't click whatever, and he broadcast. So he was kind of in the duck, but he wasn't even on the screen, which is not even to where I was. I've been able to see him. Anyway, I was like, well, at least we figured that out. Like, you know, next time we have a weird fuse, this helps me to get him on the other night where I was trying to do a show about him because I'm young, looking for the gold, and he would have to be freaked out to get those birds and those whatever strategies for getting Charles doesn't so it's always interesting to hear what Charles has to say. I think I appreciate what Charles has to say because his, his he learns about this 
You better? Can you hear me now? I heard you before. Can you hear us now? I can't hear you. I can hear you. Get input from HBS. Uh, I cannot hear you. Whatever is going on, I have no. Um, I have not heard from HBS. Uh, so. I'll try something different. Okay. I'm not sure if the government can. Try and that's the point. Is that they need to be, you know, told no, right? They need to be, uh, they're going to try. I mean, can you, can you hold it against a. Uh, a fish from trying to swim or a monkey from trying to eat a banana or whatever the hell monkeys do. So, you know, a politician's going to try to rip you off. I mean, that's their nature. So, uh, keeping them in check, though, is our task, right? I should keep talking so if Bob's fiddling with shit, he can hear me say stuff. But, uh, Feels weird just saying stuff for no reason. And I gotta go in and tweak this piece of bullet down here. Zoom in make it a little easier. This piece of bullet. That any better, Bob? I guess I got the music going. You could hear the music if he was listening. Or if he could start here. What's he doing over there? Sounds like he's sitting there. Because I use square uh, headphone jacks in Canada, everybody else was using round, and Canada was like, screw your round plugs. We're making square ones. Problem is that if you put it in three ways, you put it in, it's wrong. It only works one way. So he has to keep plugging it in over and over until he gets it in the right way. Oh, you left again. Thank you. All right. Thanks again. Thanks for being on the road. Let's drive safe. Just wondering how they were affected. Nothing's going on. Just we haven't heard from him, but he's been jumping in the last few days. But I kept saying old, and he probably got offended because he's way older than me. 
and old people don't like to be told how old they are. So you might have been offended by that. I'm not used to that gen the older generations like problems or issues. So if they I didn't I don't maybe I'm not sensitive enough to their gender or not gender, their age denial. Maybe when I'm elderly, I'll understand it more. Like, oh, I wasn't sensitive enough to their elder issues. All right, now I can throw my color back on. And I can give those things some color. I don't know if I should wait for Bob. How long have we been going? Oh, we've only been going for 38 minutes. So we'll see. Am I still being corked out there? If I'm still being corked, then I could be owed visitors or viewers at this point. Like if I were to petition like the government, would I get a thousand bit viewers? Make up for the, the, the crisis? What's that? I don't know. Can you hear me? Yep. I can hear you. Yep. Sounds good. All right. All right. Yeah. What was it? It didn't have it set to uh, speak the right speakers. Okay. So it was just a uh, setting in the duck or whatever. Yep. Yeah. Well, how you been? How things going? Ah, not bad. Not okay, a cold, so I got to try to figure out do I have Corona or do I just have a cold? Sounds like the corona is a lung thing, right? So you'd start getting issues, congestion, that kind of stuff. Well, I'm at the age where it shouldn't kill me, so. Okay. Well, they say it's uh because it's a lung thing. Like you can get severe to where you need something down your throat or something, and you know there's only so many people that can shove those down your throat, and only, probably only so many tubes, right? right. So yeah, ventilators. Yeah, just a matter of like if you have to that extreme and you're at the end of the line and you get neglected but you know what i mean like i can't imagine if you're about to suffocate that they ain't going to pull the tube out of somebody else wipe it off and save your life you know what i mean like if you're in a hospital i'm sure you're fine or at least you're gonna figure okay. it out but anyway so i think that's all you got to worry about is if you're out in the middle of nowhere and you don't go back to a hospital and you get the worst case of it that's the only way to really die from it yeah well my or be this is it, but it's a mild case, and I get over it, and then I don't have to worry about it. Anyway, um, you got the stuff going on in Canada about sheltering in place or any of that kind of stuff, or is it all just oh, on yeah. your Yeah, like my niece is in quarantine. She just got back from Costa Rica. Well, but so, I'm talking about just in general. Like, is that is it because down in California now, they've changed it to stay at home, basically? Like, even if you yeah, don't. Yeah, like a lot of businesses. A lot of businesses have closed. They, you know, just told everybody stay at home and don't get around other people. So, same okay. kind of thing. No, uh, not recommend right? It's not been ordered to do it. They're just been asked to do it or suggested to do it. Right. Yeah, okay. So, um, yeah. So, otherwise, uh, where you're at, are there a bunch of people around? Or are you out? Um, not a lot. 
I mean, my problem is I've got roommates who go out and do shit, and then they're going to come back here, of course. So. Could you grab more shit from Canada and throw it at that fucking microphone? What the fuck? What's that? You just threw, like, everything in Canada. Yeah. Anyway, so I'm asking if you're, like, in the middle of nowhere or if you're in, like, a town. Like, are you able to kind of get the pulse of what people are doing up there or how they're feeling with the stress level? Yeah, nobody's really stressed. I mean, everybody I talk to is kind of like, oh, you know, where I am, I'm right in the middle of the country, so we've had very few. I mean, the city I'm in, I think they got maybe eight cases altogether. And, you know, maybe 50 in the whole province. Now, I might be crazy, but my impression of Canadians is that, you know, you're not a bunch of wimpies. Like, you, you can deal with things physically or, like, whatever. You don't get, like, all flustered. Like, if there's a war or whatever, it's not like you're going to open up for you. They do. They go war or whatever. Sorry about that distraction. My roommate just handed me a piece of pizza and Charlie grabbed it and got half of it. <laughs> Seen anything out there? Are you still here, Bob? Yeah, I'm here. My uh, roommate just came home and handed me a piece of pizza, so <laughs> got a little distracted. Um, did you ever go to this uh, Battlefield Vegas place? Was it there when you were there? Um, no, I don't think it was there when I was there. It's just new, isn't it? Uh, I don't know. I mean. New and then you've been there like three times, so I don't know if you had time to get over there. Yeah, no, I never went to any of those machine gun places there. All right, I'll go with like on with that and see what everybody's saying over here. So let's say I love everything she does, the fact that she has a taser, nothing new. What are we talking about? Um what are they talking about over there? What are we doing? Are we I have no idea. Um, wondering how they get it affected by the hysteria. Um, about who the service That's where we were at before. Okay, so anybody here hike? If so, can bigger people carry a heavier backpack? No, I mean, yes, I guess. Technically, you have to because bigger people have bigger clothes, right? Like bigger people have bigger shoes and a bigger sleeping bag. So you're going to carry more stuff. So I guess, yes, but I don't, I feel like it's sizeism to make big people carry more stuff just because they're big. They didn't ask to be bigger and stronger and better than you to make them carry more shit. Is uh, there a rule in the military? You make the uh, smallest guy carry the heaviest gun? No, I mean, that 
say that shit. I mean, I don't, there's definitely not like some actual rule, but it might seem like that sometimes, I guess. Um, you know, there's a difference between what people want to do and what they can do also, right? Like, so, you know, on the other hand, I don't know. So, can bigger? So I think the answer is yes. I mean, kind of yes, right? ETP is saying depends what you mean by bigger and the physical condition of the person. Okay, so then we say heavier. Say they are both of similar fitness. One is 175 pounds, the other is 150 pounds. If they're similar, like, okay, if, this, if they're the same amount of fitness, then the 175 person is windy, right? And the 150 person is strong because if they're the same, then that means that's 150 pounds of muscle and 175 pounds of fat, right? But if they're proportionally, so they're 7,500 is equally as strong to their weight as the 150 is, you know what I'm saying? If it's a proportional thing, then the 175 is stronger, right? By a couple of pounds. So it won't be that many pounds. And yeah, it would, it would, they would be, but it would only be by a, a small amount, probably. And then here it adds to the more. So can one carry 35 and the other carry 30, or is the difference negligible? That's a big, that's adding a lot, a whole bunch, right? So 35 and 30 doesn't seem like a lot until you carry it for a minute. And then, yes, 35 will carry. Feel like more? I would think, I don't know about 175, 150. I mean, my half of me weighs more than that. So I don't know. But um, 35 doesn't seem like shit. That's nothing. That's like a couple of gallons of milk, right? That doesn't seem like that much. I would think, how big is a 150 pound person? Who do I know that's 150 pounds? Me? You're 150? You could definitely carry 35 pounds. The fuck, right? right? Yeah. I can't imagine somebody 150, unless they're a giant child <laughs> or a really, really old big guy, right? Like, I can't imagine somebody couldn't carry 35, unless they're physically. Um, I don't know where this comes from. Is he, what was, how is he talking about like that? Maybe around chat? Uh, let's see. I try to cut my base weight down because I'm a big dude. I heard Trudeau wants coronavirus so he can have the black lung to go with his black face. Nice. <laughs> um, it was delicious. Thirteen pounds base weight for my current pack. Trying to get it down to ten so I can do any kind of hiking. That's interesting. So you're saying before you add like the stuff for that particular trip, your pound, your pack weighs 13 pounds with its kit, or is that the pack itself? A 13 pound pack would be pretty, pretty heavy. But yeah, feel free to throw more in on that. We can offer whatever we can offer on that. Well, it depends, like, I don't know. I'm thinking of a hike. I mean, some hikes could be, like, three or four-day hikes. That's well, well 35 pounds is a day hike, though, right? Yeah. So we're, we're talking, like, and we don't know what kind of distance or anything, obviously, either. So but we're thinking, I'm thinking for 35 pounds, that's that's just, like, a day. Around maybe a couple hours type of essentials and a couple of things for convenience. But not like, I mean, I'm thinking if you're going out for a couple of days, you're more like in the 60 pound range, right? 80 pounds even, depending on how much shit you bring with you. Yeah. 
Yeah, whether you want to just, you know, sleep on a ground sheet or whether you want to have a tent. And... Yeah, exactly. Like lean-to versus dragon poles and stakes and everything. If you're going to tie yeah. rocks, like out here, it would be crazy to bring stakes. No point. You can bring guy rods and then uh, tie them to rocks and stick them out and do the same thing. But it would be dumb to try to dig holes and try to put stakes. Well, and you want to have your rope to put around the, your bed so the snakes don't crawl on there too, right? I've never been worried about snakes. No, no. I mean, I don't. I don't always. I quit sleeping in a tent when I was Wyoming in the 90s, 80s, 90s, early 90s. So I haven't really slept in a tent except for when I go elk hunting in the winter. Then I bring a tent because then I can bring a tent here because I'm wimpy. But uh, back in the day when I first moved out here and we go deer hunting and stuff, I like just taking. I just like sleeping underneath the stars actually out here. But then uh, maybe if it's raining or if it's going to be shitty, like a tarp or something, and just like in a shelter, like a half shelter type of thing. But uh, I don't know. I just started doing that in Wyoming, and I liked it. And I just quit dragging around a sleeping bag and a bunch of shit. I'll take like you know. Hey, and in fact, I wanted to thank you. Um, I like a wool blanket. I like the green wool blankets, like the army blankets. I also like the uh, woven ones, like you get in Mexico. Uh, those kind of wool blankets with the fringy, fringy edges. Yeah. And so, Bob, you gave me one long last time ago, wherever. I, it might have been when we were out someplace or something, but you gave me that one green one. I'm still using that one, dude. And yeah. of all the Army ones, like, I don't know if that's an actual Canada Army one or if that's like a Canada Outfitter one, but all the other ones I have are for like, you know, fucking middle of the road, like I'm only six foot tall, maybe guy. So my feet always stick out, or my head has to stick out. With that one you gave me, it's not only thicker, but it, I can be under that one. It's awesome. So I still use that one to this day. It's my like daily blanket. Yeah, it's a. I think it's an army blanket. But yeah, I had to give that to you because your dog pooped on it. Oh, yeah, that's my strategy. <laughs> yeah, smart dog. <laughs> yeah. It's on command. Whenever I see something I like, hey, start pooping on that. <laughs> Yeah, I got a Hudson Bay blanket. Those things are just badass, man. Three striper. The number of stripes on the blanket tells you how good it is. And eh? the more stripes, the better. Oh, what is that? Like the thickness of it or something? Thickness and the density of the wool, I guess. Yeah, you know? the tightness of the weave, probably. That's yeah. the thing. Some of them I have, like the military army blankets are like a blanket. Like you can't poke your finger through that. You're not sticking a pen through it real easy. You know, it's a, it's a fabric. It's like nothing. Mm -hmm. Or the Indian ones or the ones from Mexico. Now you could stick a pen through there. You could poke your finger through it if you really tried. Like it's just a woven thing. Yeah. But, but that underneath of something that blocks wind, like that underneath a poncho liner, is warmer than shit because of all that air can go into all that weave, right? Where, you know what I mean? Like the, the ones that are more like the green blankets, they can be warm, but you need another layer. Like that layer can hold, it can, that can keep air in. But it doesn't like hold air like a really wide woven. So I like both kind of walls. And depending on what's going on, you got like, you know, both, you got one or the other. You know, I like yeah. having a combo. And that's like I say, that's what I do now instead of a sleeping bag is a couple of wool blankets, depending. If it's super cold, a couple underneath of you and a couple of three on top. But three wool blankets and two underneath is warmer than any sleeping bag I've ever owned. And I've owned a number of sleeping bags. Like I say, I quit buying them about a long time ago, but. 
up until then, I got free ones from Civil Air Patrol that were the old, the best ones ever are the cotton, great green cotton, completely 100% down Air Force ones. Those were awesome. Air Force mummy bags with real goose down in them. Awesome, but they, they're so fragile. Like they're the weakest of all fra- of sleeping bags because they're cotton and it's literally just goose feathers in there. So like they're, they're susceptible. There's too much, you know, st- too much stuff can kill them. But man, were those things warm. They were super warm. Uh, and then I've had lots of nylon fills and stuff. Now I'm not super rich and I'm not crazy. So I've, I've kept up. Like I bought the first Gore-Tex for way too much money when it first came out and appreciated it because it would allow me to do stuff that those down ones couldn't do. But partially because I'm big and I'm not, you know, I, they just don't make mummy bags big enough for me. I could never get one that I could actually use. So I was it was not difficult for me to decide to quit using sleeping bags altogether and go to the blankets. But mainly it's because I liked on the horses being able to wad my blankets up in layers. Like I could put a blanket behind me or if it was cold out, I could put a blanket over my shoulders. You know, the sleeping bag, it's either on or off or rolled up or not. With three, five blankets, you can do all kinds of combos. You know, you could be sitting there eating with a blanket on, you could throw a blanket down to sit on, you know, have your blanket on the ground, it gets dirty, your sleeping bag, like you get your sleeping bag dirty, you're sleeping in a dirty sleeping bag. Yeah. Well, the nice thing too about the blankets, you can wear them like a coat, like a, you know, over top, so. And those, either one, either kind of wool, you get that giant, that giant uh, safety pin. I had one from my mom when I was, she was a little kid. It was like a fashion thing, like a giant safety pin. And I, she gave that to me when I was a little kid and you can take a blanket and put it around your shoulders and just safety pin it. And it's like a shawl or whatever, like a cape. Yep. And yeah, so now that same safety pin or that same style of safety pin is what the army used in I don't know, probably all the way through Korea for like laundry. So I got a shit ton of those. I got them in Minnesota for like a buck a piece or 50, no, a buck a piece. And I felt that was a good price for a safety pin. that's almost like a brass knuckles. If you put your hand through it, it's like a carabiner, you know? So you take that safety pin and you smash it through any blanket and it's a coat. Oh yeah. Like you could smash that through that safety pin is like a all, like you could smash it through any fabric that exists and you could turn anything into a cape or a, a shawl. Well, yeah, the, the mountain men used to use like a, a handmade kind of pin like that to go through their blanket. For the well, that I've seen too, where you yeah. take like a circle and another circle, and you don't have to pierce the fabric. It's more like a t- it's like they use them sometimes to for tarps that they don't have to pop a grommet into a tarp. So you yeah. take like a disc, you poke it through, and then you put a thing, and then it just holds the stuff together. But yeah, like that way, your bare skin or whatever can be a coat or a shawl or whatever you call that. Yeah, I don't know what the difference is between a shawl and a cape. Does a cape have a hood? No, a cape doesn't have a hood. I think a shawl does. Or no, shawl just goes over your shoulders. A cape goes down. Maybe a cape is on the your butt or something. Or maybe a yeah. cape is walking around and the shawl is for sitting there. Whatever. Yeah, I want the hooded thing like, you know, you see in the old fat old days. Mm-hmm. Those are cool. Yeah, like, um, yeah, where it's like. Or the rings type stuff. Basically. Yeah, and that's your coat. You put that on, period, you take that off, yeah. And then you can throw it behind you like a cape and it's off of you, but it's still there. Or you wrap it around you and it's you're warm, right? Yeah. Well, let's see, I use a bivy style tent with a tarp over and I'm thinking about switching to a hammock and tarp. I can't do a hammock, I'm too big, long and fat. So trees don't grow enough, far enough apart for me to make a hammock. And then they don't make ropes strong enough for a hammock. So I'm not interested in it. Yeah. 
Plus, I would bend trees over. I like the idea of hammocks, except then you're kind of stuck with finding trees. And like, if you're out in the desert, well, you know. I, I, I mean, I never really done it. My somebody had a hammock when I was a little kid, but like the kind of hammock you put in the yard, and it's made out of metal, and it just sort of holds this thing up, and it's like for your parents to lay in on a Sunday afternoon, you know, like picnic mm -hmm. type. Of it's not like a sleeping in type of hammock. It's just for laying in next to the pool or something or in your backyard. So he had some kind of thing like that and it wouldn't, you know what I mean? Like it was, it had sticks. So it, it stayed wide enough for two people to just sit in. It was just like a really, what's the word? Yeah. Like a really a lounge, a lounging hammock. Yeah. It's just like a lounge chair, except that it was really off balance. Like you'd fall off of it real easy. Like for some reason, Hey, I'd rather, instead of laying on a couch, that's not going to kill me. I'd rather lay on this thing, which rocks a little bit and could, flip right over and kill me. So anyway, yeah, we had one of those and I played with it, but I kept falling off of it. So I never really got into it and it never wrapped around you. Right. So as soon as I owned one, you know, like the net, like the, everybody owned the kind that's like a green net, you know, the nylon, as soon as I got in one of those, I was like, who the fuck wants to be in this? Like it basically pins your shoulders to you and your hands are smashed to you and your legs are smashed together. And you're in that banana shape. I wouldn't ever want to sleep like that. If it was the kind where it was a stick in the ends, you know, it goes across and the, the thing doesn't roll around you, I could almost understand it. But then I still don't get it when there's just one string going out. If it was something where you had like two strings from each corner, front and back, like four strings all together, but like going out to four trees in different directions. So it was just like a suspended cock. I'd be all okay with that. Well, they have a, they have a thing now where you can go and put it in the trees so it's like a big platform just of material stretched out yeah, no, the trees. Like a hanging basket or some shit? Well, it, not even a basket. It's flat. You pull it really tight, eh? And it's so that you can get up there and kind of have a safe place away from the bears. And then you kind of put a tarp over you. And, yeah, so but it's flat and you're just standing there instead of having to like precariously. It's not even really balancing. It's kind of balancing, but you're not like that, like a regular hammock. Yeah, no, it's, it's like a platform but made out of material that you can, you know, it's got straps that you can pull tight so you can get it nice and taunt. And yeah, you know, it's kind of like you're standing on tarp, uh, trampoline. Trampoline, yeah. Which, you know, not a bad idea to get out of the way of bears, but I'd rather just sleep with a shotgun. <laughs> yeah, if I was going to go to all the trouble of suspending something so tight at a height, that it could hold my weight in between it all without sagging. I would rather just lash wood. And then you've got, instead of, I don't know, it's not tension. Instead of pulling all the trees together, you know, you're keeping the trees apart with the, with what you, you know, the beams that you've created as you lash together a platform up there. But uh, I could, I could lash together a platform in an afternoon. And I bet you it would take half an afternoon to set up something like what you're talking about by the time you climbed each tree and got everything all tweaked and shit. Oh, and, probably. and then when you go to climb into it, I mean, like having a rigid platform, I think it's easier to climb into it. But on yeah. the other hand, it's probably a lot easier for a bear to get up a tree and into a rigid platform. Yeah. And That's why you what, you just have like a spear or something. As the bear was climbing the tree, you poke him in the head. Yeah. If you want to hope it'll just piss him off. But <laughs> what do you think a bear would be? A bear would probably be smart enough to smash on a tree. Like if you had three trees holding up a platform and you did that, like he tried to get up there and eat you and you poked him in the head. So he went back down to the ground. He'd probably just wail on one of the trees and knock you down. 
Oh yeah. Bears yeah. aren't stupid. No, that's why I say that. Yeah, you don't go into bear country without a shotgun. <laughs> if you do, you're just looking to get eaten. <laughs> that's only, well, that doesn't. That's the, only a thousand episodes later, and Bob has decided you don't need just a twenty-two for a bear. Only oh, you that. do. You do. Yeah. You can, but I mean, uh, you know, a shotgun's just more efficient. Um, so he's saying, I always hear of soldiers carrying a hundred pounds or near it is the absolute limit carrying your own body weight. I don't think many people carry their own body weight. That would hurt you. I mean, you could definitely do it, but you don't do it on a regular thing. It would hurt you. Uh, but the soldiers that carry a shit ton of weight are the ones that are doing stuff remotely or like on their own. And usually those guys don't have long lifespans and it's because they're smashing all their cartilages and their vertebrae whatever stuff between their vertebrae like those guys wear out and that's one of the reasons they wear out i think like comfortably you'd rather i think you'd want to look at you know people that are carrying stuff for work people that have to do carry stuff every single day because even when you look at a soldier who's carrying like near maximum amount of capacity probably they're training most of the time you know doing things that are strenuous but safe you know for their for their physical stuff or whatever and then when they need to they can stress it out and do the, the hardcore you know, the most hardcore of stuff but you look at somebody who's working just every day like uh you know labor or somebody dragging dirt out of a hole or something and look at what they carry, like all day long on a regular basis and figure that's probably the max like whatever's you know some somebody who has to carry dirt out of a hole or rocks out of somewhere on a backpack or some kind of basket that's probably like what a human body can carry at the most like on a daily basis I would say if you're looking at a bug out bag, like less, 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 right? The least amount possible. I wouldn't think about the most amount possible. Oh, see, I don't know if all, if, if I'm just never had something swing me back and forth. I don't know if I would like that or if I would not. I haven't tried it. I've heard of that, but I'm so big that I stress them out. Like I'm taking up the whole hammock. Charlie, come. come but I've heard of that for the kind of like what I'm talking about. They had the stick in them that laid, they laid flat. If you lay in them diagonally, it's way easier to lay in it without falling out of it. I always like the idea of hammock camping, but I've never tried it. So can't really say for sure. I went to the outdoor show in Salt Lake City in 2010. We were definitely still doing reviews and everything back then. And we were still pretty, we were actually very big back then. So um, uh, we already had known people. And so when we, from shot, like from us gun websites, go into the outdoor show, it was a little different than going to SHOT Show because the outdoor show is for sporting goods stores. So there was knife companies and backpack companies and stuff that would we knew from SHOT Show, but they were there this outdoor show and at the outdoor show they were the brands that were like green and brown and subtle colors where at an outdoor show there's a heck of a lot of interest in like neon and stupid colors you know like sometimes hikers and joggers and shit like stupid colors so they were let's say not necessarily nobody really appreciated the fact that their stuff was really strong that like operators use their stuff that their stuff's designed to be you know really stressed out uh because people that were shopping wanted price point and wanted colors and stuff. So they were kind of being ignored. So number one, we knew them. And number two, they were already being ignored. And number three, we were a giant channel coming into there. So we stuck with the people we knew. So anyway, we were running around that show 
and um, uh, uh, this one guy, I didn't know who he was, but he knew who we were or whatever. And so I did a re interview with him and it was for some sort of a hammock. And I wish I could remember the name. I've been trying to think of the guy's name because it's, you might even know. I mean, it, it's, it's a, it's a known hammock brand. Anyway, the guy ended up at the end of the interview, he was like, here, take this one. And I was like, okay. And I didn't think nothing of it. And it was a pretty interesting hammock. Now I couldn't work it. So I gave it to one of the dudes, but it was, I mean, it's sort of like a tent in a hammock. If that makes sense. Like it was a multi, whatever it had zippers and, screens and shit but it was uh i don't know it was pretty clever anyway so I, I could see camping in something like that and it had sort of an under level like you you'd sit in this level but there was like almost like a bunk thing and that's where you'd put your pack or whatever so you didn't have to lay it on the ground it had tarp over the top and it had sort of like uh walls you could use or not use that had screens so if you were in an environment with a bunch of bugs Yeah. But you'd have to go somewhere with trees, and we're in Arizona. You see what it's like out here. I could go up a mountain and find trees, but yeah. I'd have to go up a mountain. Not very big trees either. <laughs> well, if you go up a mountain, you'll find as big trees as anywhere. Mm -hmm. um, did you ever go up our mountains? No. Well, I drove up. <laughs> well, if you ever drove up a mountain in Arizona, it's no different than being in Canada. It's the same, same whatever environment. So the trees yeah, it's are weird. It just changes, right? It's just like you're every it's every thousand feet is like going ten thousand miles or something like that. So yeah, as you go up from the desert floor, you'll go through like Ohio or not Ohio. You'll go through like Utah. And then as you go up a little bit higher, you'll be in like Washington State. And as you get to the top, if the mountain is that tall, you'll get to where it's deciduous forest twenty four you know, all day, all year long. So, you know, pine forests. Yeah, I've seen that part. But didn't really start. Didn't, didn't really look at anything though. Just kind of drove through it. I was heading for where it was warm. I think so. I was kind of focused on that. Well, I'm talking about the mountains down here in Tucson. When you're, I'm not talking about like up north because up north the mountains are up on the plateaus. So they're a little different. But down here where we're at. They call them Sky Islands, and the uh, you know historic prehistorically before the Spanish got out here, uh, the mountains were completely covered in green, like they were forested mountains, and the for and the desert floor was had running water on it. Um, but then, you know, the Spanish came out here and kicked the shit out of everybody looking for gold, and then we came out here and asked them to go to a reservation nicely, and they slaughtered a bunch of people, and we had a fight for 120 years. And then I guess missionaries and people came out here looking for copper and silver and eventually created some cities and stuff. And then we got some towns or whatever, but um, all right, I'm reading the thing here. Get a bunk hammock from you and all. No way. If I'm getting that hammock, I'm putting that dog between my feet, right? Between my legs. And then I got a fuzzy little warm dog between my legs. And she'd be the kind of dog that would just sit there in a hammock. If you stuck her above you or below you, like above your feet or below your feet or above your head, she would just sit there all night. She'd probably dig a hammock. She'd be all wrapped up like a burrito. She likes that. Yeah, Charlie wouldn't do that. Plus, you, I don't think you could 
put pick them up to put them in a hammock. She would not like that. She would hate being in a hammock. She's not the kind of dog. She doesn't like being picked up, but she doesn't. She hates being set on a lap. She doesn't like sitting on a lap. You could be sitting on a couch, and then she could be sitting next to you, and you can scoot her foot over to be sitting on your on your lap or something, and she'll yell upset like, "Oh my goodness, I'm sitting on somebody's lap." So she's definitely not a lap sitter. I don't think she will dig the hammock too much or be in, in a hammock with somebody too much. But if you just put her in a hammock, as soon as she, if she didn't jump right out, she'd probably dig it because she likes having, I think she would probably dig the like the net kind of hammock that wraps all around you. She likes being grabbed and hugged like that. Yeah, dog, dogs like that. You, know, you can get a vest, a special vest for them, like some kind of calming vest, and it's a vest. You put on your dog and then it keeps the dog calm because it feels like it's being hugged. Mm -hmm. and, yeah, and so the um, the trees used to be all over the place. And then the, when those people came out here looking for copper and silver, started digging holes in the ground. And then those holes started caving in because the ground's made out of sand. And then they used all the trees to make tunnels stay up. And of course, they dug all the silver out, let the tunnels collapse. So all that trees just in the ground all over the place now but the result is we only got trees on the top of hills now like basically as far away as you could possibly get from the desert floor because that's the last place they were going to grab trees from and they don't grow back that fast so no but well, it's not gone yeah originally the whole country was covered in trees right but then the railway once they came through before they yeah, creosil they used to just use regular wood for the railway ties and then they replace And there was a shit ton of railroads. Like there's the big ones that go back and forth that we still have, but there was a lot of little ones to get out to the mines and the little towns. So yeah, that's a great point. That that was a lot. And they would use stupid wood, right? After a few years, they'd have to go chop down more wood because they had to replace the stuff that they destroyed. No. Well, they weren't treating it either. Eh? They didn't have creosote to treat them. So they didn't just rot. They must have, I guess. By the time they got out here, they had kind of figured out. Yeah. No, well, they might have had it, but it was because there were so many trees, it wasn't economical to use it. Well, no, I'm not saying it was economical. I'm just saying they had to probably make a choice to not do it because they must have known about it. It wasn't like they just figured out trains and came out here. No, I kind of heard that they just it hadn't been utilized for that before. So I don't know. It's true they haven't been in desert before. But. Yeah, because I think it was. I think it came from the boat building industry. So. Well, I don't know where they got creosote because we get creosote from desert trees. So where did creosote come from before that? Or did they come out here to get it? I don't know. I don't know. It, it might, we're kind of like Spain. So it's possible that they had creosote in Spain and that's where they figured it out. And then they're like, oh shit, we know what this is. Really? I didn't know they figured anything out in Spain. Because huh? wasn't Columbus using uh, Viking maps? Actually, Canadian Viking maps, actually. It probably originally came from that, but I doubt that they were just plain old. Books. I don't really think that's something that I've only ever been told. I never researched it at all. Why is there a giant robot on top of that tower? No, it's supposed to be at Machine Gun Vegas. This is oh. or Battlefield Vegas. It's uh, supposed to be like a pistol version of SBR AR. Oh. Uh, Looks like a giant robot. 
Yeah, it's supposed to be that kind of Vegas sign. And I tried to pull the colors off of it. Maybe when I write Battlefield Vegas on it, it'll look better. But yeah. Yeah, it looks like weird legs and shit right now. This is a weird one because their building is nothing but a square. Like the building, there's nothing to do. So I figure the real iconic thing is their sign. I'm going to have to tweak with it and see what it looks like with the writing. Tweak mm. with those colors a little bit. And then I did the Humvee and the you know, helicopter because that's... This is like how you drive in, then you turn and you go over by the building. So it's not like an easy one to cartoon. So I'm kind of making a, my own version of it. Anyway, so with that, I think I'm going to shut it down. We've got about an hour and I'm going to have an amazing free patch Friday tomorrow because I'm going to go to business, right? So I'm going to try to incentivize some sales again and offer some things over there. So I've got a auction going it might actually be going already Let me go and look uh so i got sick of waiting for the first well okay i wrote those shooters almanac and then the 2a rally happened so here we go i guess it has started no bids yet so um so i wrote the shooters almanac last year and I, my intent was to get it made for 2020 but then the 2a rally in in washington dc happened and the and i didn't want to keep cross promoting so i let this the shooter's almanac project die and it did so part of the project was to finish the almanac live like in, in conversations like this one so it was never actually finished so at the end of the year you know getting back from the tour from the uh, 2A rally, gun rights policy conference and everything. Uh, well, I guess the rally was after, but after everything, it's uh, Christmas time and everything. And then we go to SHOT Show and I had mainly been spending time to try to finish it. And at this point with everything changing now with the events and the different um, things that were on the calendar being pushed back, it's now out of date. It's now invalid, right? All we've got is a archive of where things should have been this year before all the craziness happened. So there's really no reason to print a first edition. So what I did is went and bought a printer because I'm sick of not having a color printer. And it turns out color printers cost $46. So I bought a color printer and I printed out the first one and that's on eBay here. And then uh, I'm going to print out tonight and tomorrow. I'm going to print out as many more as I can until the ink runs out. I you get a thing of ink with it. And then that way I'll know how many books I can print out of one thing of ink. And I suspect it'll be something like three, I think, maybe if I'm lucky. It's really tough to say because, you know, how how does the ink thing know what you're going to print? So how does it know how much yellow you need? You know, so I, I there's no way it really is going to come out of an ink cartridge. So anyway, I'm going to print out a bunch of these and these will be for sale over at the store. Uh, we've got some patches that uh, are not available for sale. That'll be available uh, tomorrow for people who purchase from the store. And obviously, you know, got to worry about the future and um, try to appreciate the people that keep us going, doing our thing. So we're going to do that tomorrow and uh, stay tuned for that. We'll be back doing probably pick your free patch tomorrow night. Um, well, you're right. And that's one of the reasons I never bothered with the color. But when I started to inquire about getting just color copies made so that I could bind them myself into books, uh, it turns out it's really expensive to just have color printing done. So what I did is I bought a $44 printer, the cheapest one Walmart had, 
And then I looked up, you can get off of Amazon, the, the, the syringe refills are like 17 bucks. And supposedly it'll give me like four refills. So if that's the case, then it's, you know, if I can DIY refill the cartridges, it should be the cheapest route if the printer keeps coming. But we'll see. I haven't experimented with printers in a while. So the first one printed decent. And then I, uh, I can show the pictures here. I uh, uh, used the National Geographic paper for the cover, um, which is basically a right in the rain. It's like a strong weatherproof paper, tearproof paper. And uh, so it's, a, it's about the same thickness as a piece of paper, but it feels like a little bit more like a linen or something. So it's a a little different, but the uh, pages are some paper I horked off of something. So it's just a you know created thing. I uh, smashed holes into the edges and ran some staples through there. So it's a simple st saddle stitch, whatever they call it. And uh, it's a handcrafted and I didn't even cough on it. So you've got one that has never been in China, never been coughed on, tradition of the Scooter's Almanac. I priced it at 47 bucks. Or 4570 sorry excuse me because it's obviously and uh because that'll help pay for that printer and then uh if anybody's interested that'll be going up there's a video going up i think tomorrow to talk about it and then it ends on monday at 6 p.m so if anybody is interested in grabbing literally the first edition of the handcrafted um version of the shooter's almanac there'll be a video going up on that tomorrow i'm going to be printing off some more editions so i'll number those you'll have the opportunity to just buy like edition or copy two, three, and four. Like I say, I'm going to use these first set to see how many I can print out of that printer. And then I'll just decide if it's worth, you know, if I sell these, I'll decide if it's worth printing off some more. This way I can say there's officially a version one or a, a first edition. And then later in like July or something, you know, a couple of months, I'll make a second edition that'll have all the updated stuff. And then maybe we'll do a crowdfunding and have that one professionally bound. Now, on the other hand, if some gun shop or somebody decides to buy this one off of me for like $2,000, then I maybe I can go get this first copy, you know, made by an actual publisher. But like I said, I don't, with everything being crazy and everything, it's uh, probably not necessary to waste the paper on making a full run of these. But uh, whatever, we'll see what happens. So that'll be something going on tomorrow. And I'm not sure. I guess uh, give me some feedback if you're listening live or if you're listening to this in the future. If it's worth uh, doing something live tomorrow, I'm planning on doing a live thing on Saturday with people I know who are therapists or social workers and that kind of thing. Um, people that have interest and ability to talk about calming people down and dealing with people who are in panic. Obviously, excuse me, obviously we're in an unprecedented situation, but um, I'm not going to shake my fist at the clouds and complain about how terrible it is. I'm going to talk about our talk with people who want to you know, be a good example for the kids that are looking up to how we're reacting to all this and offer something towards that. So there's something constructive or positive to, you know, to start talking about for the next while while we're waiting it out. Bob, thanks for jumping in. Do you want to throw anything out there before we head out? Oh, just, you know, panic doesn't do anything. Yeah. It doesn't help anything. Might as well just you know, relax and go with it. There's nothing we can do about it. It's just happening. It's nature. Well, and you don't have to lay back and take it either. You don't have to lay back and take it. You can experience. Yeah, well, I mean, take precautions, but at the same time, you know, don't don't uh, 
be freaking out and running around like a chicken with the head off. Sky's not falling. It's going to be bad, but, you know, we'll get through it. We did before. We always will. Human beings are incredibly resilient. Well, I'm going to say it's an addition. It's an opportunity to to pay attention and to experience this. And we're definitely going to get lots of different points of view on it or whatever. But uh, um, when it's all said and done, you know, we're going to have a lot to learn and, and pull through it. So, uh, I think one of the coolest quotes I've seen is from the Navy UDT SEAL Museum. So in Florida, there's a museum for the Navy underwater demolition teams. They call it the Navy UDT SEAL Museum. Uh, pretty cool place. Never been there yet, but I've seen lots of stuff on Instagram and other people that have been there. And they have uh, this, I think, a pretty awesome quote. We'll end the show tonight. Tough, tough times don't last. Tough people do. I think that sums it up pretty good. So thanks, everybody, for showing up. We'll be back to pick you up later.